0: Welcome back to the Zero Weakness Podcast, where we talk about how to be a better lifter, how to be a better coach, and everything in between. Make sure you subscribe and enjoy. All right, we're on. We're back. Another episode of the Zero Podcast. You've been missing us. It's been a few weeks. It's probably going to be a few weeks weeks more after this as well. I disappear again. So unless you guys are going to record without me, which you're more than welcome to.
1: Where are you going this time?
0: I gotta go build whales.
1: That's right. Hang on, hang on. Oh, sick!
0: Can you hold that for me? Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Use establishment twenty five for twenty five percent off and free shipping. Thank you, Shero. Uh, shero, Shero. shero. <laughs> it's because I just typed Sherry into my phone <laughs> and Shero came up. And thank you, CJ. Jeez. Oh, yeah.
1: It's
0: geez. been a while. We're a little bit rusty. My meds aren't kicking in yet. <laughs> I only took it ten minutes ago. But well, we're back. We are back. We're back. Are we switching up the order this week? Are we going to do, do the Gratefuls? What are you been up to? Then the topics, then the shit talk. All right, done. Cool. That's what you suggested last time. Yeah. I don't know if you remember. Nah, it's, it's, it's been a while. I'm a little bit rusty. All right,
2: before we start, what am I grateful for? I'll, start the, I'll kick off the Gratefuls. I'm grateful for this podcast. I don't know if you guys know, this is our 100th episode. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I got us some treats. For the 100th episode. Oh, oh, oh okay. whoa. All right. So I really, my, what I initially wanted to do was I wanted to scull a beer on the podcast. But <laughs> look, I had a, I had a pretty big weekend. No. Tombro can confirm.
0: Dunno, I don't You got me drunk. I don't remember a thing.
2: <laughs> Tombro had a gin and juice with me. Very enjoyable. Um, but like yes, so I, dog. I had a big weekend. So I um, uh, liquor wasn't, wasn't going to go down well today. Um, all right. So I'm going to start with. Pombro, very grateful for you, brother. Oh, well, thank you. You're the reason why this podcast, uh, you know. Exists. Does, exists. <laughs> yeah. So, it's non-alcoholic, but I got you a beer.
0: Oh, a root beer. It's a root beer. Right. I love
2: a Okay. There you you going to be brother.
0: burping the whole thing.
2: <laughs> and then, I got you. <laughs> Krabby patties. Oh, crappy Patty. Some Crabby hey. Patty. Oh, thank That's you, so sir. cool. CJ, you're going to have to pass this along to CJ. All right, my brother. I got you a Dr. Pepper... Cherry Ooh. cola. Oh
0: wait, can I swap? Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, we got more in the fridge. We got more in the okay. fridge. You good? <laughs> yes. And then CJ, I saw you eating Filipino hot dogs the other day. Uh huh. So no way, you're a hot dog guy. Uh- <laughs> <laughs>
0: Super gummy. <laughs> yes. So I got your hot dog. All right.
2: Very grateful for you. You legit. This podcast can't really uh doesn't really exist without you as well. Exactly. So very grateful for oh you, brother. Man, thank you. Bridget, (laughs) all right. Bridget's not a fizzy drink kind of person. However, she does like water. (laughs) So I got her a liquid death, got dark undertones. just like Bridget's personality. personality.
0: What is it? It's a
2: sparkling water. Convicted
1: melon flavored sparkling water.
2: Yep. And then this is a little bit of a cop out. They had no Lord of the Rings, so we went with Harry Potter. <laughs> That'll
1: do. That'll do. Close <laughs> enough. They stole enough from the Lord of the Rings, <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that's all right.
2: Oh, man. cute. All right. So enjoy your beverages. <laughs> uh, what would you get? I got myself a, sp- I'm a sparkling water connoisseur. Cheers. Cheers, gang. Cheers. 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 Mango <laughs> chainsaw, I got.
3: Man, mm. yeah, that's really good. Yeah.
2: I mean, yeah. The whole podcast now.
0: All right. All right, well, while you do that, not bad. That's not bad. Thank you, James. That's very cute. (laughs) That's all right. For sparkling
3: water, I'm so surprised that's the
0: branding. Liquid dip. This is so cool. I'm going to keep this can as well. I was wondering why that charge came out of my Amex. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine if it did. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't have questioned it. (laughs) Trust you. Uh, I'm grateful for My dad. Just just gave me a call. He's just moved up north to, to air. That's why Meg and I went up there the other week. Uh, we drove uh, his wife's car up for her. Uh, and it gave... Meg's never been in Mackay. I mean, don't know why you would. Outside of <laughs> Zero. L- literally, Zero is the highlight of the entire Mackay now. Yeah, well... There's nothing else there. <laughs> wow. Um, so it was cool for her to, to see the gym and see... The town the gym is in, Makai. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's actually always cool to catch up with, with uh, Dean, Becca, Carly, Khan, all of them. Um, and they we, they did actually take us somewhere really cool. We went to Finch Hatton Gorge, jumped in the water and had a swim and got attacked by leeches. So that was great. Nice. <laughs> you guys all look really jacked, by the way. Oh no! That like that photo is like we spoke about body dysmorphia and body issues the other week. <laughs> that that one was like, okay, I'm never eating again.
1: What? Really? I'm, we what thought you looked jacked.
0: Nah, that was bad. No, it wasn't. Was bad. <laughs> <How>? So bad. <laughs> I'm so never eating again. <laughs> you got to understand that that was after making making the women take about 18,000 photos of us because all of us would look at it and be like, no, 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 too fat, too fat, too fat. Like that was the best of a worst bunch.
1: It was a great photo.
2: Yeah, it's Thank a good you.
0: photo. The lads. Thank you. Anyway, grateful for my dad, and I uh, wish him all the best up north and air. Cheers, dad. Amazing. No, you're never going to listen to this. You're too busy on the phone to Netflix. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh. I thought you were about to say Your favourite part about Makai is leaving That's what I thought <laughs> you were going to say
0: No, nah, I always feel sad leaving Makai Because I like hanging out with the people up there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: I love seeing Khan Every time I see Khan It's a highlight of a competition yes. He's great Well, he's, so he's, he's back down this weekend so Yeah, he messaged yeah, me this so morning good. Said, uh, See you this weekend with a weak kiss. Hey. Small man. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, nice. He's
0: crack up. All right, oh, Bridget, so what do you got?
1: Um, I am grateful for – I did a little post about it recently. I'm just grateful for where I'm at with my life in general and my physique at the moment. I think we spend so much time thinking about where we could be that we don't take time to stop and focus on where we are. So mm. if I look back like 10 years ago, if me 10 years ago was looking at me now, I'd be living my dream life. So. Nice. I'm very grateful.
0: It's like throwback to episode 64 where your quote was, life happens when you're busy making <laughs> other <true>. plans.
1: <laughs> 64.
0: That was one of your quotes. Oh, really? Yep.
1: How did you remember that? Because I remember all the
0: quotes. <laughs> all the quotes. <laughs> I live my life by them. <laughs> <laughs> CJ's gardening and wars.
1: Gardening and wars. <laughs> yes. James,
0: James is making men hard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's your theme, Thomas?
0: I don't know. <laughs> something hormonosy. Yeah, just, I was about to say just something yeah. business. Just wish hormonesy. <laughs> <laughs> wish TV. Uh, no, nah, that's really cool. Were your legs sore after Monday?
1: They're they're still sore.
0: Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> we did something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll talk about that. You've been you've
2: actually been talking about it this whole time. About, oh, your about
1: session. how how sore my legs yeah. are yeah.
2: in the session.
0: Yeah,
1: good. yeah, I haven't sweat that much in ages.
0: <laughs> she right. messaged
2: me this morning. She's like, oh, I'm not coming to train. My whole body's
0: sore. <laughs> <laughs> CJ, what you got? What you grateful for?
2: Um,
3: Very on brand, my mates. Uh, Last week, we moved house. I moved up yeah. to um, Coomera. And yeah, I didn't even ask any of our mates. And they, they just literally just came over and just helped me move. Wow. Just so generous of them. Um, yeah, they got off work early, came over and helped us do... Heaps of runs up and down, tip runs. So very grateful for them because you don't realise how much you have to move when you move. (laughs) So I was like, yeah, me and my mum got this suite. (laughs) And now looking back, I was like, there's no way I could have got it done without them. So very grateful for them.
1: Friends who help you move house are like the realest friends. No one wants to move house. Yeah. Do you yeah,
2: know what's yeah. the worst though? When someone's got like a. I feel sorry for my mates that have utes and vans. Yeah. <laughs> they
1: always get roped into it. <laughs> hey bro, how
2: you been? Yeah. <laughs> Haven't spoken in months.
1: <laughs> in months.
2: <laughs> I
0: always <laughs> feel. How's the, how's the ute going? <laughs> By the uh, way, still it, going strong? It's funny you say that about True Friends, Bridget, because none of you guys helped me move, so. <laughs> you what? asked, what?
1: and then we offered, and then you said you were fine.
0: True friend would have just showed up, like (laughs) CJ's friends. I would
2: have got got a warning. I would have got a a warning for not being at work. (laughs) Where were you? (laughs) Lose, lose.
3: Either way,
2: catch (laughs) twenty-two. All right, (laughs) all right. I'll kick off the quotes. I don't even have one. It isn't the things themselves that disturb people, but the judgments that they form about them. Say that again. It isn't the things themselves that deserve people but the judgments that they form about them mm.
1: yeah.
2: that deserve yes. people deserve is it deserve deserve sorry wait can I not read or something it isn't the things themselves that disturb disturb, disturb people but the judgments that they form about them
1: yeah yeah
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes I felt like I was in a spelling okay. do you want the Latin <laughs> do you want the Latin uh, origin as yeah. well or <laughs>
0: I Could thought I have dis- that in dis- a dis- sentence, please? <laughs> 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 All right, I'm going oh my God. on on uh, brand with my recent trip to China. I'm going with a Chinese proverb. Oh, the best time to plant a tree was twenty years ago. The second best time is now. Is now, oh, <laughs> Bridget <laughs> yeah. knows. Come on, I know that one. Come on now. <laughs> I like China, bro.
2: Seven.
3: Nice. China bro seven.
2: You know how, CJ, you know how when like any NBA player goes to the uh, China and they all get this like new uh, personality about them? Yeah. So there's like China LeBron, Cope, China, Chinese Cope, Chinese Clay. They're all Chinese. like different guys when they come back. I love it. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Uh, China bro seven. Come on. All right, CJ. Um, strength isn't how powerful
3: you are. It's how much power you can control. So... Ooh, I'm going to say the next time I fail a lift. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't control the power. <laughs> yes, very kind of Jordan Peterson about like, it's about being dangerous, but uh, being having the ability to be dangerous, but to be able to um, sheath it.
0: Nice. What are we going to do without men? <laughs> 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 That's really good. That's a very good Peterson. <laughs> I sent you that reel the other oh day, right? Oh my gosh. When there were just two guys doing Jordan so Peterson. So many people sending him. I thought it was him. like a
1: high-pitched Bane. That's what it sounded like <laughs> It me. did sound like <laughs> that too. Yes. That
0: is
3: Jordan Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah, yeah. Bane's just British. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um,
1: I've got most of the important things in the world have been accomplished by people who have kept on going. Nice. Mm. Oh. Just bit
0: Googled off, it. off then. brand? No, yeah, that's it? yeah, that's almost Hormozy-esque. Yeah. yeah. Just keep going. No dark
2: undertones. <laughs> no no dark
1: undertones. I got my liquid death. That's already. right.
2: Nice, nice, <laughs> nice, nice. You've replaced it. <laughs> All right. So we're going to get into the shit talk after we talk
0: about the- Well, I want to do China recap first. Oh, yeah. Mm. And, Sorry. and I also want to talk about Zero Pro because that's very yes. relevant. Yep. Let's do it. I mean, it's relevant to, to us because it's this weekend. To you listening, it's relevant. A week ago <laughs> but we're gonna talk about it anyway um so i went over china with daniel uh we were basically trying to refine some of our equipment look for new equipment suppliers uh and just get a feel for how things things go over there um and it was great uh, so i have to immediately shout out tim and sherry uh who looked after us over there uh they were they're a connection that we've made a couple of years ago one of our suppliers um and th- they did everything for us, basically. They um, booked all our travel. They booked all our um, accommodation, our train rides. They sorted it all out uh, because navigating China is way more difficult than you'd think. It's not, not that easy, especially in rural China. Uh, like, we were stunned at the fact that it is so much more of a different world than we were expecting. I've been to a lot of strange places around the world. Strange and different to what I'm used to or different to the Western world. And China was on a whole nother level. Wow. So Tim, Tim was great. He speaks full English. He grew up in America. Uh, Sherry spoke a little bit of English. But besides those two, the, we didn't really encounter anybody who spoke any English, which is nice. Like it, It's nice to feel like you're in a foreign place. Mm. Uh, but we would have been lost without them. And that it was you know, like you imagine you go to a foreign country and hang out with people 24-7 that you've never met. Uh, it could be a disaster. But Tim and Sherry were just very much our people. It was so great to hang out with. Uh, we ate with them. We laughed with them. We played games with them on the train for hours. It was it was awesome. So thank you, Tim. I know you've been desperate for this shout out. I know he's sitting there waiting for it. He listens to the podcast. He's he's zero through and through. Um, he's now our official Chinese dad. So thank you, Dad. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. How did you guys? So how did you <laughs> link up dad. with uh, Tim and Sherry? Uh, Tim Tim is one of our suppliers. So oh, right, he, okay. he's, he's one of our equipment suppliers over there. Um, and we've worked very closely with him in designing and building the combo racks, the monoliths, the benches. Um, he's, he's been pivotal with all of that sort of stuff. Uh, so um, I haven't had much to do with him up until this point. Uh, I've had a couple of calls with him over the years, but uh, Daniel's done all the communicating. So they're very close. They speak almost every day uh, just in terms of getting all the equipment for the Zero Gyms and now the equipment that we sell up to scratch so yeah
2: um you sent me a video while you're over there of some uh innovative pieces of equipment are you allowed to talk about that or you don't want to just yet
0: uh not just yet we're, we're just making some changes to our combo racks to make them uh, a little bit more user-friendly um, and coming up with a few new ideas for other pieces of equipment but nothing too crazy but until they're until they're set in stone I'd rather not say anything
2: I won't talk about it like exactly but it's crazy to think that you're you guys have innovated something
0: yeah, I mean, on, like, every it's like a car, right? Every car is just built upon another car. And so um, just like anything that any of us do, you know, making a powerlifting federation, making a powerlifting gym, you look to those around you for inspiration. And it's quite hard when you're doing that to not, uh, to not get caught in the trap of not being able to see the bigger picture. Uh, so a lot of the times these innovations are just very basic and right in your face. You just don't think of them because... Everything's always been done a particular way.
2: Yeah, because we see it how it is. Like powerlifting is powerlifting. Like it's we use that bar, we use this, we use this. So when you saw that, I was just I was uh I was mind blown. So I can't wait to yeah to see it come to fruition. Or
0: I I love how this conversation makes it sound like it's something a lot more impressive than what it actually is. No, but, I was fuck. I was act, I couldn't believe it. I was like, why has no one done this? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's the same. We just get used to particular inconveniences in life that we don't think about because we're just like, this is the way it is. Mm. Yeah. But it was it was crazy seeing the factories from which the biggest lifting brands in the world come from, as in crazy to see the scale of it, but also the simplicity of it. Uh, crazy to see it happening. Like, you know, you wear a pair of Nikes and you never imagine yourself standing in the Nike factory. So, like, I, I won't say the brand names, but you use this piece of equipment, you never imagine watching a group of Chinese people putting it together and actually like the the mad, the the raw material then pouring into a mold then appearing in its raw form then getting paid. Pe- you never imagine actually seeing that. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to describe what it's actually like. It is, I mean, it's not mind-blowing, but for me it is. It's like, kind of surreal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very much so.
1: Yeah. I can't believe the size of those factories, the video that, that you showed so
0: Yeah, well, so what – Maybe we can make this little clip and, and put a put a thing of where I went. Uh, but one particular factory that I showed all these guys, I'll try and describe it. It's like me standing in this, um, in this car park and I'm filming, panning across and it's just like six, seven buildings that are gigantic. Like think the size of four or five Bunnings or Ikeas. And they're just all there. And then there's a couple of them deep and they just seem to go on forever. Just the scale at which stuff is done over there is phenomenal. No wonder why, like, there's such a superpower, eh? Like, yeah, look man. how they just do that shit. Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, me and Daniel, we were absolutely mind-blown. Like, we stayed in these two provinces. So we didn't go to, like, Beijing or Shanghai or anything like that. They were regional or rural provinces that were just farming towns that have, like, uh, blown up on industry, and in this case, gym industry. And so they're very much country towns that have been industrialized like you walk along, you just go block after block after block of these high-rises that would have hundreds of apartments and they're just empty. There's just nothing there. It's like a ghost town. It's so weird. Everything vehicle-wise over there, I'd say like 70 to 80% of the vehicles we saw were electric as well. So everything's so quiet. And like, I don't know, what's having not been to China, what would your perception of what the city or a city, a town would be like? Do you think it would be... Loud, smelly, dirty. I, Bridget, you know, I watch a lot of uh,
2: like, I've watched heaps of ch- uh, random documentary. I, when I go down rabbit holes, I go down them hard. So I've watched lots of rural China documentaries and like the cities where things are made. So I already had like, when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's, I didn't think anything other than that. Yeah, like
0: mm-hmm. where we were staying, you know, not in the heart of where all the factories are, but in the like place where the people live, it was like immaculate perfectly kept everything so lush and green like so much vegetation i just expected like a barren industrial land Mm. and i mean like this is naive of me because i didn't know anything about it going in so i don't even know where these expectations come from but like we were, yeah we were like this is so nice if you've ever been to singapore like singapore is very well kept and it, it very much felt like that yeah wow, it's a lot less busy
3: yeah, I was pretty shocked from what you showed me because, yeah, I, I was the same. I remember I went to Shanghai when I was, like, a little, like, when I was three or four. And I just remember it being, like, so busy and, like, smoky and a uh, moggy. And what you showed me was, like, that's not what I remember or think, like, at all <laughs> of what China <laughs> looks like. Yeah, the big thing was what you're saying, the vegetation. That's wild. To me, like, in my head was sort of like, I don't know if you ever watched a movie, uh, the movie, the show, like, Peaky Blinders. Yeah. it's like, that real, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. industrial... Uh, <laughs> that's what I thought it was. And when you are showing me, it's like, it is so pristine and clinical.
0: Yeah. Which is so weird. Like, even you go to the factories and you're expecting the factories, but out in the garden, they've got food growing, they've got, like, fruit plants, they've got animals there, they are good. Dogs. A lot of them were into exotic birds. They had a bunch of birds. Mm. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's just really, really different to what I expected. Yeah. I,
2: I like imagine it to be similar to Singapore. Yeah. Like when I used to go, my dad used to be based out of Singapore. So when I'd go there, I'd always just think this place doesn't seem real. It's so clean. It's yeah. so pristine and everything's perfect.
0: I think as well, like a, because the world hates places like China, they constantly portray it in the worst possible light. So you have that perception. Uh, but B, like it's advanced so much in the last 10 years that our perceptions are based off what we learned when we were exposed to a lot more of that stuff because i don't know about you guys i don't see any mainstream news i don't listen to the radio so all of my hearing or visions of china has come from stuff from like 10 years ago and it's way beyond that Mm. there was a funny moment on like our second night where tim was like wow it's so clear look a star (laughs) there was one one piddly little star in the sky we're like oh yeah so beautiful unreal unreal i feel like in the western
2: world we've got these crazy or very different perceptions of places like china and russia and things like that i had a friend that played rugby in russia and he said it was the favorite like the best year of his life
0: yeah i've only ever heard good things about russia from people that have gone and come back Mm. um i would say that The I've been to LA a bunch of times and the pollution in LA was 10 times worse every time than what I experienced anywhere in China. Yeah, wow. Yeah, the pollution and just the grubbiness, way worse in LA than China.
1: That's all I've heard about LA is how dirty it is.
0: It's hard though. It's like I'm making a generalization of China as a whole. Mm. It's like there probably are places that are like that. It just happened that where we were wasn't like that. It's funny because like you hear what, they like Tim and Sherry say to us about Chinese culture and Chinese people. And then I called Daniel out on one thing um, because I do this all the time as well. When you hear someone else doing it, it just stands out a bit more when we're like, Oh no, in Australia, no one would ever do that. Like how, who are we to make that call? Like we're not qualified to make that call. It's it's funny how like your perceptions of people's culture is just based on one person's travel experience. And like the other people just drink it and they're like, wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Not one person out of 28 million would do that here in Australia. Exactly. Exactly. And then you think of that in China when they're saying it back, it's like there's 1 billion people like Chinese people would never say that. Like, all $1 billion? All, Yeah, all
1: of them. How big is China? Is it bigger than the United States? Like it's, landmass?
0: It's slightly bigger than Australia. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I think
1: Australia and the US are pretty similar. similar. Yeah, so it'd be, yeah. be on par. Yeah.
0: Because we got curious about that too and like mm. had one of those map overlays. To yeah. S- it's it's pretty close to the size of Australia.
1: Wow. Yeah. And pretty densely populated, like all throughout? or,
0: Well, I mean like w- we were in these provinces, which I guess are similar to like a state. Mm. Um, and the, the population would be like 100 million. But when we were there, it felt like less than Brisbane. Yeah, it's just so spread we, out. We just oh, didn't wow. – yeah, we, we hardly saw anyone. Yeah. I mean, like, it's not like it was a ghost town, genuinely. You saw lots of people, but it wasn't like crazy traffic, crazy mm. busy, noisy, didn't have that experience as, at all. Yeah,
2: oh, wow. crazy. It's yeah. definitely on the bucket list. I'm to go to mm. China one day. Yeah. I, I watched some l-
1: Olympic weightlifting.
2: Oh, <laughs> that's, um, I've been obsessed with... uh, <laughs> I've been watching this dude called... Is it Squat Journal? And he just films... Because, you know, the, they're always quite private media-wise and things yeah, like sure. that. And he goes, like, deep dive. And, like, you actually get to see, like, Lu Zha-Zhen, uh, all these other dudes, like, personalities. Yeah. And I feel like... Because you've watched weightlifting forever too. We've never really got to, well, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like we've uh, like loosely followed it, but well, you've never got to see their personalities.
0: It's the same in powerlifting. Like before mm. social media, like if a YouTube video tr- filming someone's full training session came out, it was like, whoa. Mm. There's this one video of Positive doing a deadlift session that I've probably watched about 14,000 times. Because back in the day, it was like he was my idol. And it was just a session of him like warming up. And it's like, whoa, that's how he does 70. Mm. crazy then you try and do it you look like a piece of (laughs) shit (laughs) but no no, I get what you're saying like it's cool to especially with guys like that that are super private yeah and like even just
2: watching them like smile and laugh and seeing what they're eating and things like that it's just so like I'm like what the hell never Mm. going to see this
0: is it all translated? Do you have closed captions or anything like that?
2: Uh, nah. <laughs> it's all in Chinese. Uh, are there subtitles? I can't remember.
1: I don't think so. Yeah. There's not a lot of talking that happens. It's just someone there filming them doing their yeah, day-to-day yeah. stuff. I don't think they talk to the camera or mm. anything, do they?
2: No, nah, not really. Yeah. But it's just so so fascinating. Mm. Yeah. Mm.
1: Oh, yeah. Very cool.
0: It's always funny, like... Again, just reflecting on China, we'd would say would be looking at a piece of equipment and, and say to Tim, "Oh, can you ask him about this one particular thing?" It'd be like a yes or no question. Hmm. Does this do that? And then they'd get engaged in like a fifteen minute conversation. Me and Daniel was like, <laughs> trying try to pick up on some sort of mannerism to just answer the question, <laughs> and then they'd finish talking and be like, "So, what was the answer?" He'd be like, "Oh, let me check." <laughs> 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 what did you guys just talk about? <laughs>
2: Uh, That was so great.
0: When when do you reckon you'll go back? I don't know. It it won't be a regular thing. I I know that much. Yeah. Uh, But I I wouldn't be surprised if we end up over there once a year or once every 18 months, something like that. What about a zero in
2: China? (laughs) All right, let's move on to the next topic. (laughs) Um, Zero
0: Pro update. Yeah, it's on Saturday. Yeah, sweet. (laughs) Can't wait. Predictions? Well, before that, it's it's, kind of sucky to say, but we had bought all this... um, custom equipment for the comp so we were like doing full zero equipment in the warm-up room we bought a special platform we bought special toaster racks all for the zero pro uh and then our container got hit by a typhoon uh or the oh. the, the country the departing port got hit by a typhoon no and messed everything up wow. so very, very unfortunate that we're not going to have that. So we're just going to have to hold off for until co- big competitions next year. I mean, it'll just still be all the same equipment. We'll still have amazing stuff. Uh, but we were so excited to bring this this new brand new pristine look to the Zero Pro. Uh, but it's okay. It's okay. Wow. Uh, predictions. man. I don't know. I've, like I've been so invested in just the Zero lifters. And mm. there is a lot of talent outside of Zero that's doing mm. the con. So not 100% sure. Have you looked into it much? A little bit. Um, there's a few that
2: I, I really like. Uh, so Tom Hardy's obviously a favorite. He's fucking strong. Um Josh Takua. He's wearing yeah. wraps as well. So he messaged me the other day asking if I can wrap his
0: knees. Did it did he go easy at USAP on yeah. nationals? Yeah. Is this why? Yeah, I think I'm assuming so. Because I'm guessing like he got a, a tiny bit of money from mm. winning You did he win? So what they got like five hundred bucks or something. I'm not too maybe sure. Maybe less. Maybe yeah. like three hundred. So I, I'm guessing he's going for the six grand mm. uh, and going a bit harder. Because I was surprised. I saw him squat two seventy five. Yeah, and I was like, mm. <laughs> you, can, you can squat over three hundred. So I figured he was just doing what he had to do to win.
2: Yeah, I'm excited to see him. Um, is his name f- uh, Willie? Oh yeah, yeah. He comes train Willis. Yep, at Zero Brisbane. Yep. Yep, he's yep, a bit yep. of a monster
0: trains with Jay Tyler down here. Sometimes mm. he's strong. There's there's guy coming. There's two guys coming over from Perth, but I'm I'm particularly excited to see Darwin lift. Yeah, Darwin's really monster. strong. So that'll be a good battle in the pros between Darwin, Tommy, um, Takua. Yeah, it will be sick. It's going to be exciting. Really exciting. Li- Lydia's lifter is off its tits. Who's that? Lydia Hankey. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 the <laughs> Lydia. <laughs> yeah,
2: she's um, yeah, she's a. F- yeah, she's um, yeah, it's gonna be fucking awesome. She's
0: she's had the best prep she's ever had mm. since working together. Wow. Yeah, by far. Wow like, mentally, physically, everything's just gone absolutely perfect. She pulled two seventy and training like it was nothing.
1: Yeah, insane. Yeah. Insane. Lily
0: Riley? Lily yeah. Riley. I mean Lily's just doing Lily things. This is our first prep together. And we haven't actually prepped for this comp. We're training through it. So we haven't peaked for the Zero Pro because she's got the Nightmare in Mulder Street at the end of the at the end of the month. So she's going for a six hundred dots. That's fucked. I, I don't know what if that would put her as number one dots in Australia. Um, I'm not sure. I'm, we need to look that up. What's her name? Uh
2: she hasn't competed in forever. I think she still might be higher. Um, I know
0: who you're talking about. Starts with the C. Really jacked. Um, yeah, I'm having a mind blank as well. And does she not powerlift anymore? No, 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 I no, don't think so. Okay,
2: well, yeah, I forgot her name, but yeah, she was a weapon. Um, yeah, what else do we have here? Oh, the Xero app, it's launching soon?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I recorded a bunch of um, instructional videos uh, over the last couple of weeks and um, we'll do some exercise stuff uh, to, to top it all off. We've got 100 programs currently in the app. I'm going to release it with 60 and then we'll drip-feed out the others over time Um, just so we can continue to add value, uh, so we can uh, continue to build the app over time so you can see its evolution. Uh, And it also makes it a little less overwhelming for the consumer uh, because having too much options, people will get a bit lost in how many programs there actually are in it. Uh, But that's really exciting. Um, We'll say more and more on social media as we get closer to the launch date, so just keep an eye out on on instagram and, and social media and then yeah next week i go to wales to build zero wales with jordan and the team over there so that's really exciting the travel is not exciting because uh, i fly <laughs> via my mum um to to take advantage of some family discounts i have to go through america which means i have to fly from here to america and then america to uk which is the very very long way around
1: yeah how long is it
0: It'll be if I can get direct from like San Francisco or L.A. to London. It'll be two fourteen slash fifteen hour flights. Damn. If I have oh to go God. via Melbourne, it's like a sixteen hour flight and then a fourteen hour flight.
1: Is it with a decent airline at least, like good entertainment and food? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No.
0: And if if I'm if the stars align, because I fly standby when I fly through mum. If the stars align, I can get knocked up to either business, business or premium price. economy. So that's always nice yeah that's exciting i got caught on the plane last time i flew to america because uh, I'm, I'm not as rich as people think and i was sitting <laughs> i was like there was someone who knew me on the same plane and i walked into business and i always get funny about that stuff i mean you know what i'm like i'm always like oh, maybe i should just go sit in economy i don't belong up here i'm not i'm not paying for this zero is not paying for this. just rest assured rest assured <laughs> nah I can fly business if I want yeah. that's what I have to tell myself yeah. but I don't
2: believe it <laughs> don't believe it when you put up in your new car and I was like bowing and stuff it makes you it so, it it so awkward yeah. that,
0: that was literally like one of the worst days of this year <laughs> me. I and love it and I knew I had to do it at some point so I was just like you just have to do it it's going to happen. Someone's going to say something. You're going to feel uncomfortable and then it's done. Everyone will shut up. I we just all had- purposely made a big deal I about know.
1: It, To make you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know this. Yeah. Very much so. <laughs> it's so good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh um, all right. So um, what have I got here? All right. So I just wanted to, we. I put something down, how to cultivate a great training environment. Tom bro, you've started multiple great training environments. When I go to Southside, it's a little bit of a different vibe to here, but I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, Zero, obviously, this is our home, so we know what it's like here. Uh, Zero Brisbane, I haven't really got to go up there much, but I know people love it there. Mackay, Cairns, you've cultivated a few. What's, uh, what's important to you?
0: I think the main thing to recognize with the training environment is that it's just a reflection of the top down. Mm-hmm. Like a, a good training environment is just built on who is the leader or the leaders in that place that just automatically filters down. So if you've got good leaders, then you've got a good training environment. That's that's the start and the finish of it. Uh, and so I'm lucky enough because, excuse me, I'm lucky enough that, you know, Zera Cans or Zera McKay. I'm not there setting the training environment. It, people can't attribute to that, that to me. They can attribute it to the brand and the brand can have its link to me and I have some influence over like how things should be. But I handpicked these people based on qualities that I can't describe that I know are going to be good for the gym I don't look for the best coaches or the best brands or whatever I look for people who I know are going to be able to carry the name and be good people that people love to be around and if you guys ever get the pleasure of going up to Cairns or Mackay for that matter I mean you already know the guys that run those gyms you'll see how I mean any of them I mean I shouldn't just single out those two but you'll see how close-knit that community is you know when you like uh, cj you've been to brisbane a bunch of times Mm. you might not know everyone you know of everyone or you Mm. see them on social media but you're kind of like an observer when you go into that environment yeah so you're in it because people make you feel welcome but you're also a little bit external because you're not part of the the crowd just yet yeah and it feels nice yeah like you you feel like this is a cool place to be because of how tight the community is. Yes. That's what I feel yeah. like going to Mackay and Cairns because I don't know a lot of the people up there really well. And even Brisbane and, and Southside, I, I don't know a lot of the community now very well. Uh, and that's what I feel like. So it's it's really a reflection of, of what happens from the top down. Uh, but, I mean, that's you guys here. You guys spend the most – I don't know a lot of the members here, especially in the last few months. There's been so many new people. They're cool and they all say hi to me and I know it's because you say hi to them and make them feel welcome like you guys get to set the scene so i should be asking you that question what do you think makes a good training environment
1: well like you just said for me the most important thing is making people feel welcome because that was the first thing i noticed when i joined here i was so nervous and felt so out of my comfort zone and i was immediately welcomed by every member in here i'm like i'm going to do exactly the same thing to every person that walks in here
0: yeah. so how what does that actually look like Cause that's easy to say make people feel welcome what kind of qualities do you think make someone feel welcome
1: something as simple as just saying hello and giving someone a smile not everybody wants to stop and talk some people are very introverted but just yeah just give them just a warm atmosphere to Mm -hmm. train in yeah
2: i feel like that's really good for like we're kind of um we're kind of i was thinking more so training environment but you guys are talking about culture yeah which is awesome which is cool i um Exactly what you said, just making everyone feel welcome. I always think, I don't know, I do this with everybody. I've got like a little inside joke with everybody. So it kind of makes them feel like, you know, if I've got a connection with them, I can, that's one thing I always always try to, I always have something to say to someone, Mm. whether it's me roasting them about something, like in particular, and then it just becomes like a back and forth between me and them. That's something that I always think I I, I do, uh, that's something I always do with
0: anyone and you're a connector. You connect mm. people together really well and you can only do that cuz you're so good at connecting with people.
2: So that's that's one thing that I like doing for the culture. That's one thing that I think works really well here. But uh, it's weird because I cult- we got so many little and uh, Sub, here- subcultures. Yeah, we got so many little subcultures. Yeah. Um I don't know, I just think it's really cool. But they're all they're all together at the same time. Like you see on Instagram these group of people going to dinner together.
0: I'm like, "What the fuck?" When did you hang out? But I think it's really cool. Yeah, mad invite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think, you know, doing my doing my bicep curls and someone talks, oh, did you hear what happened mm. in the group chat? I'm like, I didn't. <laughs> I'm not in no, no. I'm just being silly. I think I know what you mean then. When yeah. you say training environment, what makes for a good training environment. Uh, so tell me if I'm wrong here, but like one thing that I look for when I'm picking or helping the, the co-owners pick a location is something open enough to the point where you can almost see everything happening at once? Is that what you mean? Like, Because mm-hmm. for me, having someone go for a big squat on the main platform in the corner, I want the people doing dumbbell press or bicep curls or on the cable machine to be able to turn around and yell at them. Mm. If, if the whole gym is disconnected, then it makes it really hard for that to occur. It's the yeah. one thing yeah. that I'm a little bit nervous about with Wales. Whales is too... You imagine if we knocked a hole in that In that room, that's kind of like what Wales is. Mm -hmm. But it's more like an L shape. So actually, you imagine if we knocked a hole and went into the building next door on this side. That's kind of like what Wales is. And like all the machines will be one side, all the powerlifting stuff will be on another side. So I'm a little bit worried about it, but I'm also not worried about it because it's similar to when you're upstairs, you don't know what's going on downstairs until you hear it. And you'll be able to hear things and sort of go next door and, Mm. and, and encourage them. But in terms of training environment, having people access each other is really important. How many times have you seen or been part of someone going for a big lift and everyone comes over without asking? Mm. They just mm. stand and wait by the bar to spot. You don't have to say, "Hey." Can... Sometimes you have to ask for it, but most of the time it just happens. Yeah, uh, that that's the kind of stuff I think breeds a good training environment, and it feeds. It it's kind of integrated into the culture because that won't happen unless the culture allows it to do so. So it's, it's, they're kind of connected, but is that what you mean by training, environment? 100%. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I was just thinking,
2: obviously, a place like this, it's very, uh, it's we've dialed it in, obviously, this is a niche sport, but a place like this with similar interests. Yep. Everyone's obviously interested in getting stronger in powerlifting. Yep, yep, yep. So that's very, uh, so that's what I think separates us from other places like EMF. You know, there's so many different uh,
1: people training for different.
2: Different, different reasons. Hundred percent mm. people training for different re- uh, reasons. People different training for completely different sports. For some people, it's you know it's not training; it's exercise and things like that. Mm-hmm. Where I think everyone here has got a similar interest, mm. um, so it makes creating a really strong positive training environment pretty easy.
0: Yeah, I think I think the thing is, with a place like this is that you can't not be part of the community because it's such a niche; it's so small. Like you can you can disappear into the crowd in the worlds or an EMF mm. because there's no concerted effort to make you feel welcome yeah maybe a hello at the front desk maybe you form your little crowd on but if you choose so you can disappear from that and you can kind of do that here a little bit but it's harder to do and so you you automatically become part of the culture and community uh, or you find a spot where you can sort of you kind of get the middle ground here Uh, you can lean more into it or lean more away from it but regardless you're part of a broader community whereas in a place like that, you can really be by yourself. Mm. And I
1: think this place brings the introverted people out of their shell as well. They come in and they hear everyone else cheering everyone on, and it's hard not to just get involved eventually.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, mm. that's you. Mm. The love uh, of heavy yeah. circles.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: What'd you call me? <laughs> <laughs> That's what um, I feel like after that photo. <laughs> that's a, a great photo. <laughs> yeah, it's a good photo. <laughs> I ate a pie straight after in depression. <laughs>
3: depression, jeez. Oh,
0: that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, it was a good pie. We went to this place. They had these, like, well, you know, Bridget, the fried steak things. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, but. Yeah, crumb steak. Like. You know when people are like, yeah, it's this this fucking big, mate. (laughs) they were like, yeah, it's this fucking big, mate. It's like like a fucking platter. Yeah, righto. It's a a slightly bigger crumb steak and they bring this thing out. It's literally that big. Like, what the hell?
1: (laughs) Yeah, crumb steak's very big in the country.
0: What's a crumb steak? It's a crumbed Crumbed crumb
3: steak.
1: So it's like a schnitzel, but it's It's steak.
3: yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Crump
2: steak like a yeah. <laughs> dance. <Yeah. laughs>
3: Crump
2: I was steak. like, whoa, relax, G. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. How, how do you think this training environment, the one that we have here, uh, helps you advance in your training?
0: Uh, well, you tell me. Bridget, how has it helped you advance in your training?
1: Well, surrounding yourself with people that are better than you is a great way to advance your training.
0: Better at the sport than you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> better than you as human beings. Oh, my god, That's gosh. what
1: motivated me. Mm. You know, I thought I was relatively strong until I came here and saw all these amazing people, and it just motivated me to be better, train harder. Absolutely. And all the support.
0: I'm curious because I haven't been into like an EMF on the Gold Coast. Work ethic-wise, do you think you see more work ethic there, here, or it's kind of the same, um. like, like it averages out? Because I'm sure there's some absolute animals that train in places. There,
1: there like is, that. but people tend to not really look at each other much in commercial
2: gyms. The, com- know, a commercial gym's like a mall. You kind of just walk in, these faces around. Yeah, you but just you don't walk. really
1: pay attention to what anyone else is doing. People oh, don't want to be looked at in commercial gyms. I stare at everyone, hey. Yeah, <laughs> people <laughs> don't like being looked at. You'll be <laughs> one of those ones that gets called out on TikTok. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I
0: really do. I can't help it. Yeah. I, I do it here. But He's, we can do that here, he like stare, like as in like yeah, watch them I'm train. A, I'm like a people. I'm I'm fascinated. I, a I'm fascinated by human movement. So like I, I love watching people lift. Like I love watching. I just I'll look at someone's shoulder moving and be like, oh, that's interesting.
2: Mm.
0: Like I, I love that, and I I also I'm just fascinated by people. I'm just a starer.
2: Mm. It's funny, like um yeah. So some of my closest friends is from training. Me and Johnny, we. Me and Johnny, my best mate, we actually, we knew of each other um, because uh, my ex-partner and his uh, girlfriend used to work together, but we knew of each other, but we both just knew that we liked training. And then we ran into each other in uh, in the shop, supermarket one day and said, do you want to train? And then I kind of knew like, you know, when you talk to someone, you kind of know, all right, he likes training like this. So we had like a, you know, we spoke about training, we spoke with a certain level of nuance about certain exercises. And you could just tell by like, you know, he, you know, the way things that he wore, I was like, no, this guy likes training like me. Like mm. we're kind of similar in that way. So that's the same thing at EMF. Like when I see someone like doing a really nice, well, the biggest thing for me is when I see someone benching with like a nice arch and yeah, yeah. I'm like, hmm, I want to go talk to this guy, see what he's about.
0: Yeah. Mm. Okay. So I haven't really received an answer to so my
2: question. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, so I'll go up and talk to them. And then I realize, wait, they don't actually want to talk to me. So yeah. I've done that a few times. I think like they tra- you were
1: asking the question, do people train harder at places like EMF yeah. or here? I think we fuck around a lot more here and talk shit for a lot longer because, you know, we're a closer knit community. Yeah. But I think in terms of intensity, we probably train harder here because okay. there's a lot of just mm. gen pop clients there who are just going through the motions. Yeah, But then you see those odd few.
2: You're right because mm. here, here it's a lot of people's social time as well. Mm. Yeah, sure. And, me and yeah. we spoke about this. We're like, why do we never want to socialize? Uh and like outside do of work because that's
1: what we do yeah. here. We get our social time in here. So when <laughs> yeah. you go home, it's like, all right, I just want to watch movies and yeah. do nothing. <laughs> so funny. Bridget
2: the other night was like, oh, I just don't have time. It was and to catch up with
1: my brother. I'm like, I feel bad. Like we never see each other. Life just gets in the way. And then, well, I was like, we do this every night on the <laughs> couch.
2: <nights> <laughs> We've got all the time in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: man,
1: it's so true though.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was the original question about training environment? Oh yeah, how does it uh That made me ask that in the first place.
2: Um, How your training environment can advance your training. Mm. All
0: right. How can it hinder your training? Well, we never answered how it can advance your training. I did. But you guys didn't. mm. Uh, Because I asked that question because I'm like seeing people training really hard. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Like seeing people actually get after it. Um, Seeing people yell at other people to get after it as well. Mm. I think it kind of, it almost makes you want to be like, oh, I hope I get yelled at. Mm. I hope I'm training is hard, hard enough to make people, uh, you know, yell at me or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. What would you say, CJ?
3: Um, yeah, I, I think it's just what you're saying. Like a uh, lot of people here that are being surrounded by people here that are um, more better at you at powerlifting, <laughs> at training. Um, yeah, the amount of times of you know, not it doesn't happen that often, but there have been times where, like for example, someone like Juicy will come up to me and be like start your next set, like you're taking to, you, know, yeah. you know, stuff yeah. like that. And it keeps you accountable. And then, um, you know, times where you've been like, there's more there. You, yeah. If you, if that's what your last rep looked like, you can go and, you know, you realise there's actually a lot more in the tank and you you have more capacity to actually push harder than you really think. And and uh, when it comes to like, I guess, the powerlifting ones, uh, movements, like when you're going heavy, uh, I feel it's just so much better. I don't know what it is, but I think – you feel like you're so much more unstoppable when people are yelling at you. Yeah. It just, I don't know why. It just feels that way Um, where the weight doesn't feel as heavy, you know, or when you're grinding out a lift and someone's yelling for some reason, it just takes away the pain for that moment (laughs) of grinding through a lift. So yeah, it, it actually, it really almost unlocks more out of you.
1: And I don't know about you guys, but when people are yelling at you, it's almost like you don't want to let them down. Yes. Yeah.
0: So I've yes. got the same thing, but with my phone, like with recording. So you'll know, I, I only really record sets that in my head, I've convinced myself that I'm not going to be able to do.
1: Yeah. I think like that's what yeah. like, i Yeah, Because
0: I don't record a lot of my training sessions at all. Mm. I don't care. But really. I don't want to see myself squatting high. It's just kind of offensive. <laughs> squatting <laughs> high. <laughs> No, no, but if I like on that squat set earlier in the week, I genuinely didn't think I was going to get it. But if I'm recording and I'm like, I have to get this because I have to post it. Then, yeah. Then mm. I tra- I train way harder. Yeah, yes. I, I think like that sometimes I, too. I push yeah. way harder, and mm-hmm. most of the time I just don't post them. Yeah. But it's just this psychological thing that it's there, and so I have to perform, and so it's the same thing as people yelling and screaming. If a, if a crowd does gather or people are like, come on, I'm like, now I have to actually do well. Yeah. Mm. It makes you push that extra bit harder for so sure. Good. Yeah. I, th- I think one thing I'd add to the advantageous nature of the training environment is being exposed to other strong people's circumstances. Because I think, um, especially with social media and stuff, it's easy to look at someone and be like, oh, training's their job. They've got it easy. Hearing like, you know, you, let's take Coops, for example, strongest bencher ever in Australia. You're like, oh, you must just live and breathe training. Works full-time physical manual labor job, driving a truck, moving heavy stuff. He's got five kids and a wife. He's got a family. He lives ages from the gym. So he's got like travel time, actual life stuff going on, hard labor job. Torn labrum in his shoulder comes in and benches 280. Like <laughs> shut up.
3: Yeah. Like Torn labor. Yeah.
0: If you've got it bad, someone's got it worse. Mm. Mm. And it's cool that you get to see like people in tough situations just training it out. And it, it just gives you perspective sometimes.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, I love yeah, that.
2: Absolutely.
0: Um, so, what was the next one
2: about the hindering? Hindering. So how can a, how can a training environment? Uh, well, let's use our one for example. Talking. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Sometimes it's too social.
2: Phones and talking for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. I um, cute dogs. Yeah. Yes.
1: Dogs.
3: <laughs> dogs running
2: between your legs during a squat. Set. <laughs> oh, jeez. It's funny because it hinders <laughs> our training, but it, like it, it enhances it it our life. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> it does. Yeah, this is a happy medium. Oh, it's his life.
2: So I'm Which very grateful. On the next question: Where is Buddy?
0: <laughs> he's chilling.
1: <sighs> he could be chilling here he's on my
2: chillin'. lap. It's it like could be. it's like um, I love I'm really I love Juicy Juicy Lifts. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like I'm the biggest hindrance on his training because <laughs> I <laughs> <when laughs> talk he, to him when he, when he wa- I, I I don't leave him alone. Eh? I love that guy, and he's too nice to not talk <laughs> back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was so funny. He was uh, on a real time crunch yesterday. And he was, so he was moving real fast. It was funny as fuck. And then he goes, oh, I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Brother, you're meant to. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the idea. Yeah. yeah. Mm. All right. That's an easy one. Um, I, I want to say something there about like gym owners, personal trainers, et cetera, saying, oh, you know, I find it hard to train where I work because, you know, people come up and talk to me. That's nonsense. Mm. Absolute nonsense. I've done it for 11 years. And yes, absolutely, it's a courteous uh, courteous thing to talk to your clients, talk to your lifters, help people out in the moment, absolutely. But people play that card and then just train like shit anyway. There's, <laughs> there's, you can do it. You can absolutely do it. And people are responsive and respectful. If they come up and ask something, you're like, yeah, absolutely, I'll help you out. I'm just going to do a set real quick. Like you can prioritize both at the same time. Make people feel loved and heard and welcomed and prioritize your training. So don't play that card. Don't want to hear it. Uh, Fair
2: enough. I'm going <laughs> to defend myself here. Oh, man. I play the card all the time. Don't worry <laughs> about it. <laughs> no, no, So I, I, I sometimes train in another commercial gym and it's literally because I got to be at Jiu-Jitsu at this time. Yeah. So I'm like, if I leave, I can't get distracted. I can literally, I don't know anyone in this gym. I'm there. I don't want to hang out there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm literally, it's perfect for me. I'm like, sweet. Finish work, go train. Then I can be at Jiu-Jitsu on time. We're here. You're right. I know what you're saying, but it's like cool. Um, I'd rather socialize and hang out with people here. So it's uh, it's for me. I'm not good at a because
1: yeah, I can't help myself either. Yeah, I can't <laughs> help. I, I can't
2: help myself.
0: Oh, just
1: talk to people.
0: Oh, I've only got 45 minutes. Juicy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah. it's tough. But that's what I mean. Like you, you recognize that you can if you want to. 100. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's not. It's not. It's the same. Wh- where it gets the hardest in our situation, I reckon, is wrapping knees. Mm. Um, because it will slow down your training session tremendously. And so for me, it's like I recognize, okay, everyone's coming to a peak. Everyone's going to want to be wrapped on Monday. I'll just train an hour earlier. Mm -hmm. Mm. So I don't need my knees wrapped. I don't need to have a crowd around me. I can get my stuff out of the way so I can prioritize when I want to prioritize. Like It's a choice at the end of the day. And if it's it's valuable enough to you, you'll make it work.
2: Mm. I feel that. All right. I had one more thing, but um, I might just leave that for next week. Or whenever is back. Um, <coughs> actually, I'll ask, I'll ask this one. If you had to give someone a single rep slash set range to use for SBD, what would it be and why?
0: Forever? Yeah, well,
2: yeah, let's say forever. <laughs> oh. Sing, say again, a single rep. Like, and set range. So, you know, like, like three a- by eight. or Three
0: by three to five.
2: Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Why?
0: For strength? Are we talking for strength?
2: You create your own context around
0: it. Okay. Well, well if it's for general training, three by four to six. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Nice.
0: Yeah. Three yeah, by four I to like six. Sits so nicely in like to, do, to be doing three sets of four to six, you're going to be sitting anywhere between 75% if we're talking easy, 85% if we're talking balls to the wall. And so you can tick all the boxes of uh, – Going a little bit lighter, thinking about technical stuff, ramping up some volume, contributing towards hypertrophy, although you wouldn't be really using it for hypertrophy. Uh, but maintaining and gaining strength can both happen in that range as well.
1: Nice. nice. Yeah, I like that. What about you guys? I got nothing to contribute. I like what you just said.
0: Copy paste?
2: <laughs> yeah. I was going to say five by five. Five by five? Yeah.
0: Five by five is fun. Yeah. Easy to
2: remember. So that's it for me. It's a really fun rep range. Yeah. You can pick a load that's relatively challenging but not too challenging, and you get to do five sets of it. So you get a you know a good quality amount of volume uh, at that working weight. And it's to me, it's like a really. It sounds silly because everything's easy to progress in the grand scheme of things, but it's like an easy one to progress. Mm. Like if I'm getting back into training, I always go boom. I'm going to do this next week. I'm going to do this, and I know it's very achievable.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's very nostalgic for me as well. Like yeah. for us especially. But like before again, before social media, back on the forums like Mad Cows Five by Five was like the GOAT program. Mm. It was just like exonerated as like the holy realm of sets and reps. Oh,
2: I just still remember when I was young and I'd like watch a cal strength video. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd walk into the gym and someone would, what are you trying to oh, five by five high bar. No, <laughs> I thought I was the man. <laughs> hey. It's
0: just it's timeless. Mm. Mm. After
2: Absolutely. watching a uh, John North? John. North. Yeah. After watching John North fucking jump and catch. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna go five by five. Sick. All right. I got some. Uh, I got some questions. I have to. I have to gap it soon. I got a client soon. Um. All right. I got some quiz. A quiz for you guys. What are the top three rated movies ever
0: on IMDb? Ever. Ever. Oh. Oh. One. Man. It, it'll be a really old one. Like I don't know, Gone with the windower. Huh?
1: Yeah, wasn't that number one for something? Oh, no, we did a quote from Gone With the Wind.
0: I'm guessing something like a clockwork orange is on there.
1: Um, I'm going to go with... Gosh.
0: Sound of Music? Nope.
1: Mm. Titanic? Yeah, I was thinking Titanic. Is it an older movie? Can you give us a clue?
2: One of them's from uh, the 2000s. Avatar. No. Ah. Oh. Jeez.
1: The 2000s.
0: Oh. Is this something like like to kill a Mockingbird? No. Nah. Once I say them you guys will be like, oh yeah. Okay, give us a clue on the plot of the two thousands one. Mm. Uh <laughs>
1: will that give it away?
0: It will
2: give it away a little bit. We've done quotes on this podcast from the movie. Have we? Not Lord of the Rings.
1: Yeah, no. I was gonna say Lord of the Rings.
2: No, it's not. A Harry Potter. Nope. Coaching movie? Nope. Star Wars? No. All right. It's a superhero. Uh, not
0: Avengers? Nope. It's a superhero. Batman. Yes. Which one? Which one? The Dark Knight.
2: Dark Knight. That, yeah. That's ranked number three.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Of all, like, of all time?
2: Yep. What?
0: Well, to be fair, IMDb is not the be all and end
2: yeah, all. Yeah. So I, that's why I preface I used IMDb. Like, yeah. That's still wild. All right. Number one is. Mm. Classic. You guys might have done it in film studies growing up because I know
0: I did.
1: The Wizard of Oz?
0: No. Give us a clue. Um, Give us the acronym of the name, like the first letter of each word.
2: (laughs) T, so it's three words. T, S, and R.
0: The Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wars starts with a W. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 The Star Wars. The Star Wars.
1: Um. All
0: right. You guys got- uh, It's right in our face as well. It is. There. There's I bet it is. That it is. Mm. No. All
2: right. Number one is Shawshank Redemption. The Shawshank uh, Redemption. Uh,
3: of course. That's what it is.
2: Shawshank Redemption. All right. Number two is- Clue. uh Ah. It's an Al Pacino movie. Scarface? No, maybe it's not an Al Pacino movie.
0: It's not Scarface?
1: Are you thinking Robert De Niro? Are you thinking Taxi Driver?
3: Oh, Oh, Godfather. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Alright, so we've got oh, One, Shawshank really Redemption amazing. Two, Godfather Three, The Dark Knight Number four is The Godfather Part 2 Wow Yeah, yeah. I
1: still haven't watched those movies I think I'm going to What? I know, I know, I know I'm going to have to watch them
2: And number five is Angry Men You guys probably wouldn't have no, got wouldn't. that It's from Look nine Look at how
0: they massacred my boy
2: <laughs> So that's from 1957 Jeez that's the
1: Godfather movies are so long. I think that's why I haven't worth committed it. to them.
2: You watched The Lord of the Rings.
1: Yeah, that's different. That's very different. <laughs> it's,
2: it's three different. hours. is three hours.
1: Totally different.
0: Okay, wait. She's I'm curious about this. How is well. it different?
1: Because it's a fantasy world. <laughs> <laughs> it's dying on this sword it makes no sense. You, you know
0: that, like, all movies are kind of fantasy, right? <laughs> Uh, Does the Godfather have it's wizards? Film. <laughs> yeah. Does it have yeah. wizards? Yeah, I mean like there's these metal things that <laughs> kill people. Uh, there's a, a horse head on the <laughs> bed.
1: Oh, I know I know that part.
0: Alright, who are the top five high streams? Wait, wait. You have to watch it because there's so much like pop culture things that'll I, make yeah, sense. Yeah. Mm. That was me with Back to the Future. I only watched it like a year or two ago. So and so, so I'm like, ah, oh, everything in life makes yes. sense now. Everything <laughs> in life. The only reason I watched it is because I'm like, I think Rick and Morty's based on this. It is. <laughs> Obviously <Marty>. it is. <laughs> yeah. So I watched it and I'm like, Oh. <laughs> Sorry. What were you going to say, James? All right.
2: Who is the highest streamed artist on Spotify in the last decade?
1: In the last decade? Drake.
0: Correct. Oh, wow. Mm. Really? Yep. Fuck. I would have thought it would be like Taylor Swift or something. I nearly that said Taylor Swift. Yeah, I was, Taylor yeah, Taylor I was Swift,
1: thinking Taylor Swift.
3: for like- a long time she didn't let any of her music on spotify yes who was the highest
2: played streamed artist on uh spotify last year 2022 he was also the highest streamed artist in 21 and 2020 as well three years in a row Mm -hmm. and it's not drake nope j cole nope
0: is it like bieber or something
2: (laughs) no for me (laughs) It is TSCJ. It'd be J J Cole for me. Yeah, we know, brother. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it literally.
3: On repeat at the barbershop all the time. (laughs) Can I get a cut?
1: (laughs) 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 (laughs)
2: Every single time. First (laughs) things first. He's not American. Oh, I gave a clue away.
1: Um, Mm.
0: Enrique Iglesias. No, but you're on (laughs) the right track.
2: Oh, really? Shakira? No.
1: No, it's a it's a guy.
2: And people go crazy
0: for him. Ricky Martin, Robbie Williams.
2: No, no, you're no, no, no. When I say you're on the right track, Latin American. <sighs> come on, really? CJ. Latin American? When I say it, you're going to be like, of course. Okay, don't. Pitbull. I'm trying to think <laughs>
3: Latin Americans.
2: Um, I'm going to say it. Go, Bad Bunny. What is uh. Bad Bunny? I don't really know Bad Bunny. Oh, do you I
3: know not? of no. Bad Bunny. I've, I've yeah, heard, heard you Bad mention
0: Bunny. him. Oh, so yeah. for the
3: three years, he's mm-hmm. the highest streamed artist.
0: Yeah. That is wild. I'm actually surprised. Maybe it's a Spotify thing. I'm surprised it wasn't something out of India. Yeah, because mm. I know, like especially, or maybe I'm thinking getting my wires crossed with movies. Mm. Like, isn't the number one subscribed YouTube channel yes. a, a Bollywood channel or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That um, but Latin American music's always humongous. Oh, it's
1: massive.
2: Yeah, so Bad it's Bunny's massive. huge. Um, and number two is Taylor Swift, T Swift, Drake, The Weeknd, and BTS. It was a K-pop group. Yeah. So I was, gonna,
1: I was thinking it might have been like a K-pop oh. group. So yeah. it's
2: crazy. There's only mm. one American in that five, which wow. is Taylor Swift. Um. All right. Next one is top five most listened to classic rock artists ever. Metallica. Classic rock. Metallica's number five. You got that. Classic AC/DC, ac number three.
1: Guns and Roses.
2: Guns and Roses is number two. Black Sabbath. No. The Rolling Stones. No. So we need one Zeppelin. and four. No. Chili Peppers. Nope. Does Jimi c- Hendrix. Nope. Does Queen count? One. Oh.
1: So there's one yeah, more. I was gonna say Queen's classic. number one. Ah, oh, but we're missing one, right?
3: Mm. Wait, who are we missing? Number four. Oh, four.
1: Um, classic rock.
3: Deep Purple.
0: No. Nope
1: trying to think of
0: like really, really big ones. Give do I cl- listen
1: to them?
2: Give, a, give us a clue. Uh, two words?
0: Savage Garden. No. <laughs> <laughs> Savage Garden. Uh, I don't know why that came straight into my head. <laughs>
1: how how classic are we talking? Like what era do you think?
0: Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can you give us the acronym of the two words? <laughs> no, because that'll give it away.
2: Let me... Uh, Led Zeppelin? No, ah, that Zeppelin. I said Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Don't look at my I'm phone. I'm not
1: looking at your phone. I'm looking at CJ. <laughs> I don't like to cheat. Def <laughs> Leppard.
2: No. no. Motley Crue. No. <clears throat> it's my life.
1: Bon Jovi? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I was not expecting that.
2: Yeah. Bon Jovi No
3: yeah I would have never guessed that Give me like Andre guesses
1: Same But he was huge Like back in the yes. 80s and 90s Yes
3: But uh, I he's know. not who I think of When I think classic rock yeah, You know what I mean no. So I would have never guessed that
0: I, I was just I would just think bands right Same Yeah Yeah Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Not yeah. artists Yeah Wow So it was
0: a queen Did queen you get any on this one. days Yes Right They, like, they discovered Liquid water on Mars On this day
1: how long ago? I don't know. Wow.
0: Really? They did the first nuclear liquid fusion Liquid water? Liquid water.
1: Or that there was a presence of liquid
2: water. They discovered
0: or did they
1: actually find liquid water?
0: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. So today in music, 1969, Apple Records releases the Beatles Beatles, the Beatles' 11th studio album, Abbey Road. Their final recording as a quartet.
1: Wow, that's the famous picture where they're walking
2: across the. Mm. Today coast, in sport, Australia wins the America's Cup race, the first ever non-US winner. Who was it? Marcus Ambrose? Oh, just Australia.
0: And then wait, the- America's Cup is in the yacht race. Yeah. Oh, it's a yacht race. It's the first yeah. non-American winner. Yeah. Winner. Yeah. Wow. What? Mm. I thought. I thought New Zealand won heaps. They did. Yeah. 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 Was that after? Must oh, be after yeah. that
2: point. Yeah. 1968, Oliver, directed by Carol Reed and Sarah Mark Lester and Ron Moody premieres in London. Best picture, 1969. Wow. I've never seen it.
1: Me either, I've but I know s- like-
0: what? I've only seen up to the point where yes. he says, please sir, please can sir. I please- I have yeah. some mm. more. See, I just watch lots of sport and, you know, lots of yeah, yeah, fighting, right.
2: UFC, <laughs> yeah. it's rugby. It's not
0: funny when you say it. <laughs> 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 it's not
3: funny when you say, <laughs> Do- you say it. It doesn't count.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oliver's in like the tap dancing musical.
0: That they always have.
1: I don't know if it's tap dancing, but oh, I assume there's dance. Oh. Maybe there's. Death. I don't Literally, know.
0: all I know about it is. Oh, no, you're
1: have thinking, of, you're no, thinking no. of Billy Elliot. Elliot. Billy
3: Elliot, that's what I'm singing, yeah. of, not Oliver.
1: Oliver's the little poor boy in the orphanage. Okay. He goes up with the empty bowl and asks for more, and then the guy gets oh, mad at him. Oh, yes. Hmm.
3: No, I haven't seen Oliver.
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: All right, fam. I got to go. Go do nice. episode. Bye. Thank you, bye. Thank you so much for listening to The Zero Podcast. If you want more information, head to our Instagram, Zero underscore weakness. Hit the link in the bio for all of our services and any information on upcoming workshops and events. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review so we can have a broader reach and answer more people's questions. Thank you once more.